0: part two section four of experiments and observations on different kinds of air by joseph Priestley. this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain part two section four of marine acid air in my former experiments on this species of air i procured it from spirit of salt but i have since hit upon a much less expensive method of getting it by having recourse to the process by which the spirit of salt is itself originally made for this purpose i fill a small vial with common salt pour upon it a small quantity of concentrated oil of vitriol and receive the fumes emitted by it in a vessel previously filled with quicksilver and standing in a basin of quicksilver in which it appears in the form of a perfectly transparent air being precisely the same thing with that which i had before expelled from the spirit of salt this method of procuring acid air is the more convenient as a vial once prepared in this manner will suffice for common experiments many weeks especially if a little more oil of vitriol be occasionally put to it it only requires a little more heat at the last than at the first indeed at the first the heat of a person's hand will often be sufficient to make it throw out the vapour in warm weather it will even keep smoking many days without the application of any other heat on this account it should be placed where there are no instruments or anything of metal that can be corroded by this acid vapour it is from dear bought experience that i give this advice it may easily be perceived when this vial is throwing out this acid vapour as it always appears in the open air in the form of a light cloud owing i suppose to the acid attracting to itself and uniting with the moisture that is in the common atmosphere by this process i even made a stronger spirit of salt than can be procured in any other way for having a little water in the vessel which contains the quicksilver it imbibes the acid vapour and at length becomes truly saturated with it having in this manner impregnated pure water with acid air i could afterwards expel the same air from it as from common spirit of salt. I observed before that this acid vapour or air has a strong affinity with phlogiston so that it decomposes many substances which contain it and with them forms a permanently inflammable air no more liable to be imbibed by water than inflammable air procured by any other process being in fact the very same thing and that in some cases it even dislodges spirit of nitre and oil of vitriol which in general appear to be stronger acids than itself i have since observed that by giving it more time it will extract phlogiston from substances from which i at first concluded that it was not able to do it as from dry wood crusts of bread not burnt dry flesh and what is more extraordinarily from flints as there was something peculiar to itself in the process or result of each of these experiments it may not be improper to mention them distinctly pieces of dry cork wood being put into the acid air a small quantity remained not imbibed by water and was inflammable very dry pieces of oak being exposed to this air a day and night after imbibing a considerable quantity of it produced air which was inflammable indeed but in the slightest degree imaginable it seemed to be very nearly in the state of common air a piece of ivory imbibed the acid vapour very slowly. In a day and a night, however, about half an ounce measure of permanent air was produced, and it was pretty strongly inflammable. The ivory was not discoloured, but was rendered superficially soft, and clammy, tasting very acid. Pieces of beef, roasted, and made quite dry, but not burnt, absorbed the acid vapour slowly, and when it had continued in this situation all night, from five-ounce measures of the air half a measure was permanent and pretty strongly inflammable this experiment succeeded a second time exactly in the same manner but when i used pieces of white dry chicken flesh though i allowed the same time and in other respects the process seemed to go on in the same manner i could not perceive that any part of the remaining air was inflammable some pieces of a whitish kind of flint being put into a quantity of acid air imbibed but a very little of it in a day and a night, but of two and one half ounce measures of it about half a measure remained unabsorbed by water, and this was strongly inflammable, taking fire just like an equal measure of inflammable and common air. At another time, however, I could not procure any inflammable air by this means, but to what circumstance these different results were owing, I cannot tell that inflammable air is produced from charcoal in acid air i observed before i have since found that it may likewise be procured from pit coal without being charred inflammable air i had also observed to arise from the exposure of spirit of wine and various oily substances to the vapour of spirit of salt i have since made others of a similar nature and as peculiar circumstances attended some of these experiments i shall recite them more at large essential oil of mint absorbed this air pretty fast and presently became of a deep brown colour when it was taken out of this air it was of the consistence of treacle and sunk in water smelling differently from what it did before but still the smell of the mint was predominant very little or none of the air was fixed so as to become inflammable but more time would probably have produced this effect oil of turpentine was also much thickened and became a deep brown colour by being saturated with acid air ether absorbed acid air very fast and became first of a turbid white and then of a yellow and brown colour in one night a considerable quantity of permanent air was produced and it was strongly inflammable having at one time fully saturated a quantity of ether with acid air i admitted bubbles of common air to it through the quicksilver by which it was confined and observed that white fumes were made in it at the entrance of every bubble for a considerable time at another time having fully saturated a small quantity of ether with acid air and having left the vial in which it was contained nearly full of the air and inverted it was by some accident overturned when instantly the whole room was filled with a visible fume like a white cloud which had very much the smell of ether but peculiarly offensive opening the door and window of the room this light cloud filled a long passage and another room in the meantime the ether was seemingly all vanished but some time after the surface of the quicksilver in which the experiment had been made was covered with a liquor that tasted very acid, arising, probably, from the moisture in the atmosphere attracted by the acid vapour with which the ether had been impregnated. This visible cloud I attribute to the union of the moisture in the atmosphere with the compound of the acid air and ether. I have since saturated other quantities of ether with acid air, and found it to be exceedingly volatile and inflammable. Its exhalation was also visible but not in so great a degree as in the case above mentioned camphor was presently reduced into a fluid state by imbibing acid air but there seemed to be something of a whitish sediment in it after continuing two days in this situation i admitted water to it immediately upon which the camphor resumed its former solid state and to appearance was the very same substance that it had been before but the taste of it was acid and a very small part of the air was permanent and slightly inflammable the acid air seemed to make no impression upon a piece of derbyshire spar of a very dark colour and which therefore seemed to contain a good deal of phlogiston as the acid air has so near an affinity with phlogiston i expected the fumes of liver of sulphur which chemists agree to be phlogistic Would have united with it so as to form inflammable air but i was disappointed in that expectation the substance imbibed half of the acid air to which it was introduced one fourth of the remainder after standing one day in quicksilver was imbibed by water and what was left extinguished a candle this experiment however seems to prove that acid air and phlogiston may form a permanent kind of air that is not inflammable Perhaps it may be air in such a state as common air loaded with phlogiston, and from which the fixed air has been precipitated. Or rather, it may be the same thing with inflammable air, that has lost its inflammability by long standing in water. It well deserves a farther examination. The following experiments are those in which the stronger acids were made use of and therefore they may assist us farther to ascertain their affinities with certain substances with respect to this marine acid in the form of air i put a quantity of strong concentrated oil of vitriol to acid air but it was not at all affected by it in a day and a night in order to try whether it would not have more power in a more condensed state i compressed it with an additional atmosphere but upon taking off this pressure the air expanded again and appeared to be not at all diminished I also put a quantity of strong spirit of nitre to it without any sensible effect we may conclude therefore that the marine acid in this form of air is not able to dislodge the other acids from their union with water blue vitriol which is formed by the union of the vitriolic acid with copper turned to a dark green the moment that it was put to the acid air which it absorbed, though slowly. Two pieces, as big as small nuts, absorbed three-ounce measures of the air in about half an hour. The green color was very superficial, for it was easily wiped or washed off. Green copperas turned to a deeper green upon being put into acid air, which it absorbed slowly. White copperas absorbed this air very fast, and was dissolved in it, sal ammoniac being the union of spirit of salt with volatile alkali was no more affected with the acid air than as i have observed before common salt was i also introduced to the acid air various other substances without any particular expectation and it may be worth while to give an account of the results that the reader may draw from them such conclusions as he shall think reasonable borax absorbed acid air about as fast as blue vitriol but without anything else that was observable fine white sugar absorbed this air slowly was thoroughly penetrated with it became of a deep brown colour and acquired a smell that was peculiarly pungent a piece of quicklime being put to about twelve or fourteen ounce measures of acid air and continuing in that situation about two days there remained one ounce measure of air that was not absorbed by water, and it was very strongly inflammable, as much so as a mixture of half inflammable and half common air. Very particular care was taken that no common air mixed with the air in this process. At another time, from about half the quantity of acid air above mentioned, with much less quicklime, and in the space of one day, I got half an ounce measure of air that was inflammable in a slight degree only this experiment proves that some part of the phlogiston which escapes from the fuel in contact with which the lime is burned adheres to it but i am very far from thinking that the causticity of quicklime is at all owing to this circumstance i have made a few more experiments on the mixture of acid air with other kinds of air and think that it may be worth while to mention them, though nothing of consequence, at least nothing but negative conclusions, can be drawn from them. A quantity of common air saturated with nitrous air was put to a quantity of acid air, and they continued together all night without any sensible effect. The quantity of both remained the same, and water being admitted to them, it absorbed all the acid air, and left the other just as before. A mixture of two-thirds of air, diminished by iron filings and brimstone, and one-third acid air, were mixed together, and left to stand four weeks in quicksilver. But when the mixture was examined, water presently imbibed all the acid air, and the diminished air was found to be just the same that it was before. I had imagined that the acid air might have united with the phlogiston, with which the diminished air was overcharged, so as to render it wholesome and i had read an account of the stench arising from putrid bodies being corrected by acid fumes the remaining experiments in which the acid air was principally concerned are of a miscellaneous nature i put a piece of dry ice to a quantity of acid air as was observed in the section concerning alkaline air taking it with a forceps which as well as the air itself and the quicksilver by which it had been confined had been exposed to the open air for an hour in a pretty strong frost. The moment it touched the air it was dissolved as fast as it would have been by being thrown into a hot fire, and the air was presently imbibed. Putting fresh pieces of ice to that which was dissolved before, they were also dissolved immediately, and the water thus procured did not freeze again, though it was exposed a whole night in a very intense frost. Flies and spiders die in acid air, But not so quickly as in nitrous air. This surprised me very much, as I had imagined that nothing could be more speedily fatal to all animal life than this pure acid vapor. As inflammable air, I have observed, fires at one explosion in the vapor of smoking spirit of nitre, just like an equal mixture of inflammable and common air, I thought it was possible that the fume which naturally rises from common spirit of salt might have the same effect but it had not for this purpose i treated the spirit of salt as i had before done the smoking spirit of nitre first filling a vial with it then inverting it in a vessel containing a quality of the same acid and having thrown the inflammable air to it and thereby driven out all the acid turning it with its mouth upwards and immediately applying a candle to it acid air not being so manageable as most of the other kinds of air i had recourse to the following peculiar method in order to ascertain its specific gravity having filled an eight-ounce vial with this air and corked it up i weighed it very accurately and then taking out the cork i blew very strongly into it with a pair of bellows that the common air might take place of the acid and after this i weighed it again together with the cork but I could not perceive the least difference in the weight. I conclude, however, from this experiment, that the acid air is heavier than the common air, because the mouth of the vial and the inside of it were evidently moistened by the water which the acid vapour had attracted from the air, which moisture must have added to the weight of the vial. End of section four.